as leaders, it's just very, very important that we are providing that that gratitude and that affirmation to the people who are doing work for us and with us uh, so that they know that we do see them and see the time that they're putting in and see the effort that they are giving to the mission that we're trying to accomplish and help them kind of feel secure and satisfied in the role that they're playing in it. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast, where we believe marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. We hope you leave here encouraged, inspired, and a little more excited to share your gifts with the world. Marketing is fun. Yeah. Oh, marketing. This is our new um, new jingle up front. You got that on recording. Okay. Well, welcome back to another episode of Marketing Should Be Fun. My name is Austin Savage. I'm here with my good friend and business partner, Kelsey Zarko. Kelsey, hello. Hello. Happy podcasting day. Happy podcasting day. Yay. (laughs) Yay, indeed. It's going to be so fun. Kelsey, you know what? We're going to dive right into our uh, this or that. And it's going to be awesome because I'm like 63% sure we've already done this. So if we have, please, please let me know. That's a random percentage, but I feel good about it. (laughs) Well, I I had to calculate it in my head, you know, just to be like, it's not 62, it's not 64, it's 63. There is a newer kind of like wine bar in our community here in Bloomington. And um, my wife and I are thinking about potentially stopping by there uh, tonight on a date night and got me thinking just about wine in general. And I am curious, red wine or white wine? I don't think we've done this before. I don't think we have. I, you really don't think so? I don't think so. I feel like I'd remember it, but maybe I'm wrong. Either way, red wine for sure for me. Really? I feel like that surprises me. I feel like you would be a white wine person. I know. Most people, I feel like, think that I drink like... I I do. I drink like more sweeter, possibly like girlier drinks. But I love red wine. Mm. Matt's dad kind of got me started on it. He he is like very good at like knowing different wines and recommending them. And he got me started on Malbec. And that is my favorite one. I love it. So red wine. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. Great choice. I would Thank say you. the same thing. Wine is definitely not my favorite like drink of, yeah. of choice. I just feel like it gives me a head... Like Even if I only have like a little bit, it gives me a headache a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which is... I don't know if that's a normal thing. Maybe I feel like depending on the quality of wine too, I feel like a lot of people say that where you just don't feel as good after you drink it. Yeah. I don't know. It's really weird. Like I, I just don't really experience that with like other stuff, but yeah. I do enjoy like a nice... Cabernet. I would say that that's probably my favorite because it kind of reminds me of like, I mean, it's very different, obviously, from what it tastes like, but any kind of like rich sort of drink like that just reminds me of like coffee. Like I kind of enjoy Mm -hmm. that sort of like darker, just, you know, kind of warm, I don't know, sort of drink. It's the same way, like, like drinking like a stout or something like when Mm -hmm. I'm drinking drinking beer, like I just enjoy. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like that, that full bodied kind of flavor. Um, is really fun. So yeah. Love it. <laughs> we're going to get to be in person in a few weeks because I'm coming to Illinois and we're going out for a friend's birthday. So we can, we can carry on this conversation there. I love it. I, I love it. We have like an almost non-marketing uh, conversation yeah. today in some ways. Although I, I think we talked about this in our favorite books episode, but in the book, Culture Built Your Brand, uh, which is uh, a book that I enjoyed, they, they say that your culture is one of the most important aspects of your marketing and your brand. So maybe what we're talking about today 
is part of the marketing mm-hmm. conversation. But yeah. we are a remote agency. So we're a remote team. All I mean, you and I are literally on opposite sides of uh, the country. You're in Texas. I'm in Illinois. Some of our uh, team are also in Illinois and Texas. Uh, but we have worked with uh, people in Ohio, in mm-hmm. you know other parts of uh, our state that are not close. We've worked with people in California. We've worked with people... Uh, oh my goodness, where else? And a, a lot of other just random states. And... We wanted to talk about that today. We wanted to talk about like how we lead a remote team, which obviously has become a larger conversation ever since 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. As you know, most people have kind of been pushed to to do that. And we just wanted to share, yeah, five tips for for leading a remote team. So, what initial thoughts do you have uh, before we jump in? I just can't remember. I mean, I probably can't remember, but I can't imagine life like without remote work. I mean, I even think about my husband's job. Like we took his current job because it had an option for him to work from home part of the week, or we would have said no, because that's like so important to us. So it is just funny to think about kind of how that conversation has changed and what it means for different companies. And I think it's a great topic to dive into because it affects, you know, so much of work and life. I feel the exact same way. Uh, I know that like in, in my uh, job before this one, uh, it was, uh, almost 100% remote as well. Uh, and so I feel like even in the way I was like launching the agency, it was like, it wasn't even an option in my head to like not have a remote yeah. company, you know, like as I was thinking about it. But that's not the case for everybody. Like, I think especially, you know, when you have, and I, this was the hard transition, I guess, for for most people is, you know, when you have mm-hmm. 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, uh, you know, operating a business a certain way, um, or an organization, it's very hard to make that transition to allow for remote work or to just uh, emphasize it or encourage mm-hmm. it and to just kind of know what shifts need to take place um, in order to to make that possible. So honestly, like some of our you know our tips today won't be one hundred percent contextualized to you know your uh, culture, you know, like mm-hmm. your unique situation. But at the very least, you know, I hope that these just help you kind of make that a a possibility um, if it's something that you're considering. So I just saw too, this is really random. Uh, I just saw that HubSpot, they have uh, kind of done that dual kind of work model. Mm -hmm. And they just released uh, data that um, they have seen no difference in productivity between whenever their uh, employees are in person at the office and when their employees are remote. And I think cool. that's like super, super interesting. Like yeah. just to to see that that kind of modern data in that way. Yeah, that is very interesting. I would I wonder just like how that data would look across the board in a lot of places. I even for myself, I almost feel like I'm more productive sometimes when I'm at home than if I have to be. You know, like when I'm in an office setting, there's people to talk to and things to do. But same thing happens at home too. Yeah. So it's there's a lot of nuances there. Totally. Yeah, I know. I kind of feel that way too. So anyways, uh, let's dive into our tips. Uh, These are five tips for uh, leading a remote team. Our first one is that systems are your best friend. I think like what comes to mind first for me uh, for this is like we talk about Asana all the time, like on like products we use and things that things that kind of keep our business afloat. And when it comes to just like leading a remote team, honestly, like a project management system for us has just been the key way that that we do that because like not only should you just be should you have one you know no matter what 
how no matter how large your business is or you know what industry you're in or however your business is structured it's just a very clear way that like you know you're going to have less meetings on a remote team or like you mm-hmm. should have less meetings on a remote team um and uh that's just a way that you can just keep tasks and communication really really clear and just kind of leverage a tool like that to make systems make processes make communication uh really consistent and uh really clear mm. So true. We have one tool that we use called Loom and it always tells you like how many hours of meetings yeah. that you saved yourself. And I just, every time I log in, I'm like, oh, that makes me so happy. But it is true. Like there's just a lot yeah. of different balances and things that are happening there with a remote team. And so anything that can be cohesive and can be clear and can just save like, hey, let's, you know, everybody hop on a meeting or everybody come over here is just so much more clear and allows for just better quality work because you can stay in the zone and all of those things. Um, But I love Asana as well. That was the first thing that I thought of when we kind of wrote this bullet point down. And I love too that it helps you see from a big picture, like where everyone is at and where all the different like statuses of work are at. Um, Because then you can kind Mm -hmm. of have a better feel of just like what's happening and where are things at in process and you're not always having to like ask a certain person um it just i feel like gives us such a great dashboard of what's happening totally totally yeah it's just like so different because like in an office setting right like you you can have those moments where you pop into somebody's office and say like hey i wanted to give you the overview on you know this this Mm -hmm. task or like you can you know have those sort of casual kind of moments of of conversation or you know hop over to a conference table for a second and chat about something and they're just Mm -hmm. is there just isn't that in in remote work it's uh harder to kind of communicate communicate that and do things in a way that doesn't affect uh, people's productivity. And so I love mm-hmm. that you mentioned a tool like Loom. For the articles that our company writes, I've even gotten in the rhythm of, you know, like rather than hopping on a phone call or hopping on a Zoom call to like chat about a direction for a piece that we're writing or a task that needs to be done, I've started just like recording two minute Loom videos that I can you know record grab a link for uh put into our project management system as well and then our team's able to just like review that at whatever uh pace or you know whatever Mm -hmm. time makes the most sense for them uh whether it's you know nine in the morning or nine at night and just kind of get the feedback or the kind of direction for the piece read any written overview that i have and then knock it out uh on on their own i feel like there's never been a a better a better time isn't the right phrase, but there are so many tools out there because of mm-hmm. what our workforce looks like these days that help you make systems your best friend. Absolutely. I love it. First tip there is systems are uh, your best friend. Anything remote, uh, the, the more you can systemize it and make that communication clear, the better. The second kind of principle or tip that uh, we have is... That this is this should be true, really. I mean, for uh, for any business, but it's especially true on uh, a remote team. Is that this shift is kind of affecting not only the location that people are doing their work, but it's affecting kind of the perspective that we need to have of how our team is working as well. Is that mm-hmm. this is really kind of a shift away from kind of controlling how people work and how they accomplish the tasks before them, and just making sure that they are doing whatever they are responsible for within whatever kind of time frame they need mm-hmm. to to complete that task. So I know that we really take the approach of we want to hold our team accountable for what they're producing 
Um, and you know, just the overall accountability for the role that they have on our team. But we do not want to hold them accountable to how they are working or, or mm-hmm. um, functioning um, on our team. You know, like we have people who it just makes more sense for them to work later in in the day. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, we are kind of fashioning our systems to make that possible for them because that is when they're not only going to do their best work, it's when they can give us the most focused work. And, uh, you know, we make sure that we have clear communication so they have what they need beforehand and we're able to uh, kind of work together cohesively, even though we're not all working at the same time, we're still able to accomplish what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. This is honestly my favorite thing about working for our company. I mean, I've told you that before too, but I think we're seeing this shift in our society in general of knowing that there's more to us than work. I think we've always, that's always been true, but I think we're really seeing people embrace that concept. Um, But it's really hard to do that and to live that out if you are, you know, having to function in this like, you know, product centered, like be a robot, get your stuff done, work from nine to five. Like that doesn't always work for everyone. And so I think it's really Mm -hmm. cool that we, can embrace that in remote work. And I hope that continues to be something that bleeds into more and more companies and industries. I know it doesn't always make sense, but when it does, I feel like it has opened people's eyes, even for, you know, I like volunteer with a organization that serves single moms, like that's huge for single moms to be able to work in those pockets of freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I just think it's really cool, not only for what that means for our agency, but just kind of the workforce in general right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like the one exception to that is just thinking of like, you know, important meeting times and things like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. those are going to be times when like the the time that you're working overlaps. Um, but overall, I think that when people get the most frustrated with remote positions is when leaders are not able to kind of separate their leadership from that how people are kind of completing the tasks. And so then they start micromanaging or they start, uh, you know, feeling like they have to have like conversations with people because there's, you know, kind of those differences in uh, time frame or workflow mm-hmm. or those kinds of things, rather than focusing on how you both can support each other in uh, leveraging what what works best mm-hmm. in accomplishing kind of the the task uh, before you. So um, I think it's an important just kind of brain shift from a leadership perspective, especially um, in how we are holding our team accountable moving yeah. forward. Yeah. And I think we're having some of the conversation is around like the time of work, but obviously this go, you know, the how of how you work can mean so much more than just when you are. So holding your team accountable yeah. for quality versus the process is really, I think, mm-hmm. powerful. So the second one there is that we want to hold our team accountable for what they produce, not how they uh, produce it. The third kind of tip that we uh, have is that we want to be intentional about team connection. And I want to kind of like add a caveat to that is like without being gimmicky, I I think too, Mm -hmm. is like we want to be really intentional about team connection, but we also don't want to like waste people's time in a sense. And, you know, this is where that kind of same perspective of like, maybe doing less meetings and you know things like that is you know that's kind of the classic like you you see all over TikTok like people who uh make jokes about you know like taking a shower during their like team meetings <laughs> or like uh you know like just like doing things because they feel like the meeting doesn't matter and those are things that we want to avoid you know it's it's obviously harder in uh like corporate settings when you have a giant mm-hmm. team to uh yeah. you know do something like that but just thinking through like 
is this actually serving people? Is this actually helping us build connection? Or is this actually helping us move towards uh, a goal? And, uh, you know, moving forward from there. But I know for us, like that just looks like, uh, you know, taking the time to, you know, sometimes we'll do like all team calls. uh, And, you know, we don't do them as often as maybe we would like to, but it's just a great kind of check in opportunity for everyone to just kind of see who else is on the team to, to connect with other people and just kind of have those opportunities. I know, especially for like our team members that are kind of most core to our processes or who kind of do the, the most uh, with us, you know, we're, we're taking the time to, uh, you know, have those kind of one-on-one conversations, be, you know, giving feedback and just having those moments of just connection to just check in even on a human level of like, how are things mm-hmm. going and um, all of that. But what does this bring to mind for you? Yeah, I don't think this is a true statement for everyone, but I think it is common that leaders are driven people who are, you know, getting the job done and they're looking at the big picture and they're seeing the goal. And so this one brings to mind for me that it's so important, even if you're not having those um, kind of just natural places in a workplace where you might be in person and just like passing by, how are you? How's it going? Or you see somebody in the break room. Um, It's so important when you are leading a remote team to take the time to see people and to remember like they're humans and I want to know you more than just what you can do for our company or what you produce. And it's easy. We all do it. Just get in the rhythm of like, this is the plan. This is the task. Here we go. This is the day. Um, So I love that we have built in time to connect with our team in a way that serves them and doesn't take all of their time, but then still allows us to connect um, just as humans. And then also about our, you know, work and our processes. I also love that um, on one of our, we have like a weekly leadership meeting that we have here in our team and we always start and you ask us what's bringing you life and what's stressing you out. And I think those are just another like Mm. simple strategy, but it just helps you remember we are people first and then we work here and just to connect on that human level. Absolutely. I mean, I think it, it is the first thing to go in a remote environment if we're not intentional about it is, you know, like your interactions with a remote team typically are going to just be focused on what's in what's the task in your task management mm-hmm. system what's the project you're yeah. working on what's the purpose of the meeting that you're on and i think it's just it's very very valuable to to take that that step back and just remember that you want to prioritize that connection too because those are things that don't just just happen in in the moment of our you know day to day work life, which is actually connected to uh, our next one. I'm going to switch the order of uh, what we have over here, but um, that's connected to another sort of tip and principle that I know is important to to me and just important to to our culture that that we're kind of shaping here, Kelsey. But is that we want to over communicate gratitude, and I think that that is something I'm always trying to to do it better, and uh, especially like. During busy seasons, this is like the the hardest thing to do. But this pairs really well with that kind of previous tip is that like, it's so easy for us to just sort of think about work and to just kind of think about the, the process that we're working through or, you know, any of the projects we're working on. And I think it's so easy for even team members who are on a, a remote team, like there's so, there's so much value in and being able to shape your own schedule and you know do do your own thing but it is easy for people to kind of feel disconnected from one another as yeah. as well and it can start to even feel like you know do they see kind of the time that I'm putting in like do they see mm-hmm. the effort that is is going into this like do they feel like I'm you know doing a good job all of those things and i think as leaders it's just very very important that we are providing that 
that gratitude and that affirmation to the people who are doing work for us and with us uh, so that they know that we do see them and see the time that they're putting in and see the effort that they are giving to the mission that we're trying to accomplish and help them kind of feel secure and satisfied in the role that they're playing in it. Yeah, you're really good at this one. I feel like it's shaped a lot of the culture of our company. And I think it helps people mm. feel connected to the culture and it helps your your workforce stay with you and it helps people you know, want to be with yeah. you long term. Um, and just it, it shows them they're secure. And like you said, they're safe. They're valued. Mm -hmm. um, those are core human <laughs> needs. And I think we forget yeah. sometimes that that we need those at work, too. Yeah, it doesn't. And it's like another one of those things that like doesn't happen without intentionality, right? Like, yeah, it, you know, it's not true. one of those things that like, oh, uh, you know, like they are going to feel uh, like we are grateful for them just because, you know, we're paying them for their work or, right. you know, we gave them a like we liked their comment on something or, you know, anything like that. You know, it is really something that we have to take the time to say, like, mm -hmm. thank you so much for the time you spent on this or like you are so great uh, at fill in the blank or, you know, mm -hmm. I am, I'm so grateful for uh, the perspective that you brought to this project because I wouldn't have thought of, of that on my own. Um, you know, like just thinking of those uh, encouragements and gratitudes that we can give to our team. Um, really, I mean, it, it does. It shapes our culture and it helps people yeah. feel more connected to the mission at the end of the day, which is really important for a remote team. So number four was over-communicate gratitude, uh, which brings us to number five. And this is especially for people who have made the transition from being an in-person team to a, a remote team or even just a leader who, you know, previously worked in an in-person setting and is now trying to to lead something in a in a remote setting. But we have to acknowledge that the workflow and just the the way that we operate has to be different in a remote setting than it is in an in-person setting. It's not just kind of a duplicate of Oh, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to have the same expectations. We're going to have the same um, style and workflow and culture that we have uh, in an in-person setting, and we're just going to do all of that on Zoom and you know through chat and all of those things, uh, because that's when people really start to feel almost bogged down by those expectations and what doesn't feel as cohesive or natural in a remote setting. So, initially, what kind of thoughts does that bring up uh, for you? Yeah, I think we were talking about this earlier before we were recording. And even just the idea of like not knocking it until you've tried it or, you know, a lot of people uh, yeah. can connect a negative connotation to this remote workforce or remote, you know, mm -hmm. idea. Um, and it is going to be different. Like, I think when you when you don't try to just copy and paste what you know over top of what you think it could be. And instead you think, yeah you know, there's some changes here, there's some differences, but those don't have to be bad. I think that can open yeah. your eyes to just a different perspective on it. So not thinking about it having to be the same can actually open your eyes to the potential that it could bring for your, your company. Yeah, absolutely. I know that we have seen that even some of like our clients or just like organizations that we've mm -hmm. like interacted with, or just that I've had the opportunity to have conversations with, there are people who kind of like add on, you know, remote positions at like a later point and, you know, maybe haven't made that full shift um, internally. And it can be, mm -hmm. it can be a really big challenge to figure out, um, you know, how you almost like are pairing uh, a remote worker with, uh, you know, the, the rest of your team that might still mm -hmm. be in person. I think that just brings up some important kind of conversations for 
leaders overall and teams overall is just thinking through, um, you know, if you're going to make that shift in in one part of your organization, you know, would it would it make more sense to provide more flexibility to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your your team as a whole, um, and just thinking through what needs what expectations need to change to to make that possible? Like, how can we support our team in um, feeling like they have that that flexibility and um, you know that that remote kind of that they will be supported remotely um, if we are to to make that transition? I think that that's really important. Totally agree. I think I am so grateful for remote work. First and foremost, it impacts our family in a huge way. So it's just kind of, it was helpful and interesting today to like think through this, but I think work is a gift. It's important what you do for your job and what work looks like for you. We need that. We say that all the time around here that like, we need what Mm -hmm. you bring to the world. And so we hope that this episode just encouraged you to think through ways that you are doing that work. Think through ways that you're leading those people who are on your team in their work. Um, and just remember that it's connected to an even bigger conversation than just how you do your work or where you do your work. You uh, just brought to, to, to mind a thought for me, Kelsey, uh, as you're just talking, um, just about like gratitude for for remote work. Um, and I know this is just like me kind of thinking of the like the reality that like I literally can't imagine working in a position that that yes. wasn't like remote. Like this is just like this is so just a no brainer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I know that it isn't that that way for everybody, and you got to do uh, what makes the most sense for for you and your business and the type of work that you do. Um, but I know today, like I felt just so much gratitude for the way that our business is structured, um, and like I ha- I came into the office today and we had a meeting and uh, I got to do kind of some some focused work, and then I had to you know run home later in the day, and you know I just brought my computer with me and I had, you know, somebody coming by the house to look at some stuff. And I, you know, was just sitting on my back porch, just kind of working. And uh, then I moved to to my island and I was working for a little bit. And then uh, when the, the person who had to come uh, do some work in our house left, then I jumped back in the car and I went, you know, over to a, a coffee shop for a little bit, then came back to the office and was working. And just for like the way that I, I work, like, that's just really helpful because like, yeah. I... Nobody needs to know any of that. Like you, you, uh, it doesn't affect I didn't, the, the work. I didn't that know I'm... any of that. Yeah. And I was <laughs> yeah, working with you like, all day and I didn't know that. <laughs> totally. Like, we're, you know, it just is, it's good. And, you know, m- most people wouldn't move around that much, but it's really helpful to, to my brain and the way that I work to mm-hmm. just kind of shift things around a lot and just, you know, make sure that I'm working from different places and kind of, you know, feeling like I'm, uh, my brain is engaged. Um, and just it, it, it really leverages, uh, a great way to to work and communicate without feeling like that's a problem in a sense. And so, totally. uh, you know, we really want to encourage, uh, you know, just just like you said, uh, Kelsey, like, don't knock it till you try it. Like, if you feel like um, you uh, want to do this, or you just feel like you are kind of struggling with how to kind of hold the tension of it all uh, is, you know, really like try something new, you know, try to uh, provide maybe more flexibility or try to provide more encouragement mm-hmm. or, um, you know, talk to your team about what would be better to, you know, leverage remote work yeah. better. And we hope that these uh, tips help you do that. So all that to say, we'll see you right back here for our next episode of Marketing Should Be Fun. And thank you for listening. Hey, thanks for listening in to today's episode of the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast. We share an episode every other week, so make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. We'd also love to connect with you on social, so come hang out on Instagram at savagecontent.co or sign up for email updates on our website. 
All right, friend, here's your reminder that marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. We'll see you next time.